This is the Definitely Uncertain Podcast, brought to you by Gold Rock Capital. Each week, we look at how high net worth families can improve their lives, decisions, and investments in a deeply uncertain world. We always aim to provide practical information, even if we can't offer specific investment advice. This is the Definitely Uncertain Podcast, and my name is Darren Rockman, and I'm, and I'm a partner with Gold Rock Capital, the 21-year-old multifamily office servicing high net worth families in Israel and around the world. Welcome to Harel Tao. Hi, Harel. Hi, Darren. Good afternoon. How are you? So for those, I'm, I'm great. It's a little cold outside today. It's a, a blustery uh, winter uh, here in Israel. Um, for those who uh, may recall, Harel was last on our podcast uh, back in August of 2020, he is a partner in the International Tax Department at KPMG uh, in Tel Aviv and a super professional. Uh, so we've asked Harold to come and give us a little bit of update on what's going on with regard to uh, international taxation and specifically the reform of international taxation, which is currently being discussed um, by the Israel Tax Authority. So Harel, in, in November uh, last year, November 2021, uh, there was a proposal published uh, by the tax authority. I don't think it's clear to anybody exactly what's going to be legislated ultimately. But you know, let's just sort of touch on what's being proposed and where things may go. So let's start with the following. How, how do you think that the residency rules um, may be changed by this latest proposal? Right. So I will begin by thanking you, Darren, and thank you, Goldrock, for inviting me again today to participate. It's always good to see you. Um, so regarding the international tax reform, just, just to set the stage, um, the Israeli tax authorities, this round, they have um, sort of engineered the situation uh, vice versa compared to other rounds. Um, they have first, and uh, they have been discussing and negotiating with the relevant uh, parties from the uh, Lawyers Associations, Association and the Israeli um, CPA Association. Okay. Luckily, luckily enough, KPMG was part of the uh, uh, committee. And um, instead of bringing the proposal and then discussing uh, with the relevant parties for two or three years to hear their comments, the, the draft legislation that has been uh, uh, published in uh, in late, latest in November is actually after almost all the comments. So effectively, we're talking about a very, very advanced version of, of the uh, proposed legislation, which uh, unsurprisingly increases the likelihood for it to pass as is. Right. Um, so now everything is public and it's it's open to the uh, to the public uh, the, the the draft legislation. Okay. Uh, so, so so as you say, setting the stage, what we're about to talk about is probably more likely than not to become law. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And in its current uh, shape. In its current form. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Terrific. So, yeah. And now going back to the to the specifics. So residency in Israel, it's uh, it's something that we deal with uh, all the time. The the general, or I would say the, the lead criteria is the center of life, uh, which is a, a bit of a broad broad concept. So the, the Israeli legislature legislator where uh, things currently stand relates to the place where uh, one uh, lives with his family, uh, economic ties, where one is involved in business, uh, and, uh, you know, like a softer ties, like where if one goes to Bet Knesset or to the gym, and so on and so forth, all of these. Or both. Uh, 
or both, <laughs> or, or both, and, uh, would would actually provide uh, for a tax residency uh, as to whether or not one would be considered an Israeli tax resident. Okay. So that the uh, qualitative test, and in addition to that, there are uh, there are numeric tests yes. that are uh, uh, presumptions, what we call presumptions that could be contradicted. Okay, that's the current situation. That part of the law would stay. So, in other words, okay. the center of life is not going anywhere, and the numeric uh, disputable presumptions are not going anywhere. But okay. in reality, what has happened uh, also to us and to other <clears throat> representatives throughout the years, vis-a-vis -vis the Israeli tax authorities, is that once you have a gray area in the tax law, there are endless of tax audits and tax negotiations with the Israeli tax authorities. You can only uh, imagine the uh, the dynamics. Yes, and, of course. Uh, and that's something that the Israeli tax authorities want to avoid going forward. And for okay. that re reason, they have now came up with a, a number of non-disputable uh, uh, presumptions, what's called in Hebrew, in other words, non-disputable non uh, assumptions, and which are based primarily on the number of presence days, and then subject to certain conditions. So for example, the lead example is that if one would be in Israel, for 183 days for two consecutive years, then one would, by definition, at least based on our domestic tax law, that person would be considered, for all intents and purposes, as an Israeli tax resident, and as such, with the exception of new immigrants, etc., would be subject to tax on, on, on his worldwide income. Okay, so they've narrowed down the room for dispute um, around you know, around the number of days because that that day count was always something was a, was a presumption that you could rebut until now. And you're saying this is now a non-rebuttable presumption. So the let's say the more broad the broader number of days presumptions would would remain in place. But in addition to that, there would be a number of of uh, uh, tests, let's say, or, or non-disputable presumptions that if one meets them then one would be either considered as an Israeli tax resident or, or as not. a foreign tax resident. Understood. So we are currently working with a number of our clients also that are considering to leave the country about strategy of how, how to build this in a way that would be non-disputable also to the in a in a good way for, for right. their you know from, from their perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, a good example is <clears throat> there is one uh, uh, relatively young young guy who is a very uh, successful uh, tech entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's now involved in a, heavily involved in a European. They're entering into the European market, so he wants to be in a place where the uh, COVID restrictions are uh, lighter compared to Israel. So he's moving uh, in all likelihood to Greece uh, for uh, business reasons. And if if this if the legislation were to uh, to be in place, then there is there are a number of new factors that should be taken into account, including the uh, the presence days during the first two months of the year. So these are the kind of things that we would probably be paying close attention to and planning ahead uh, post-reform. Post Got it. Okay. You mentioned before new immigrants, and of course, uh, many listeners to this podcast will be particularly interested uh, in the question of the 10-year uh, tax holiday, which new immigrants and some returning residents are entitled to under the current uh, law. Is, is there likely to be a change under the new proposals to that 10-year holiday? Right, that's that's a question that we hear very often, and and I know that there are numerous rumors in you know in in the market as to where would things change or not. There would be no dramatic change, um, okay. but unfortunately, it's not as simple as 
you know, as, as with everything I would say in, in, in this country, um, there were discussions with with the tax authorities. They wanted to cut the time frame from 10 years to five years, and then they came up with this linear, uh, very complicated formula that uh, 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 provided for a partial uh, exemption. The bottom line is that the 10 years tax holiday tax exemption is not going going anywhere and is here to stay. But the reporting requirement, which is currently um, still part of the law, would probably be canceled. So in other words, if you are now a new immigrant and you're coming, you're making aliyah after the legislation would be applicable, you would be entitled to a 10 years tax holiday period regarding your foreign sourced income and foreign sourced capital gains, but you would still need to report. So okay. it would be more effective. So, that, 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 that's a big change because until now, unless you had Israeli sourced income, you were able to effectively not report until the 10 years were up. Um, is that going to apply to immigrants who have come here in the last 10 years and are currently in the middle of that 10-year holiday? Or are we only talking about people who arrive tomorrow or the day after the legislation passes? Right. The position of the Israeli tax authorities um, Throughout the discussions, was that uh, the, that that should happen? In other words, that because we are talking about a compliance change rather than a material change, that even right. for people who are in in country, that should uh, uh, you know that the reporting requirement should mm. uh, should be cancelled. But yep. um, where things currently stand, I mean, in all likelihood, that would not fly, and the that would not you know be part of the legislation and the. Um, it would only be applicable to people who are coming from uh, going forward, because generally in Israel, retroactive uh, legislation is only regarding criminal, uh, you know, criminal right, situations. Right. So that's irrelevant right. to us, irrelevant sure. to our listeners. So sure. yeah, of course. yeah. Uh, so so the, the the lesson is come quick before the uh, b- b- before the <laughs> before the good news ends, or par- at least partially ends. Exactly. So we are. That's uh, I mean that's one of the let's say immediate advice. Uh, that we're giving to people. If you're debating with yourself, you know, things are uncertain, uh, um, certainly uncertain or... or, Definitely uh, uncertain. Definitely (laughs) uncertain. So, uh, exactly. So, uh, for those who are currently considering to make Aliyah either in 22 or in 23, I think that there is, this is a good incentive. Not that, not even to, you know, to get something out of the Israeli text, but simply to be, not to be in a, in a heavy compliance burden, because right, once you right. start filing returns, it's it's extremely heavy in Israel. Yes, of course. There's one thing which um, has always um, surprised me about the rules as they exist at the moment, and it sounds like they're not going to change. Which is, it gives a uh, the tax holiday applies uh, only to uh, non-Israeli source income. Uh, which means if you're employed here, then you pay tax. But it yeah. also means that if you invest here during that 10-year period, then you'll be paying tax in Israel, which if you're uh, trying to encourage your limb to come and actually make investments in Israel, it is a bit of a strange thing, um, effectively to disincentivize people from making those types of investments. In, in the discussions, and I believe you, you were part of some of them, did that point ever come up? Did anybody ever consider whether or not this was smart policy? Right. So, I think that uh, there is a very uh, specific point that was discussed in the previous previous uh, round of of, of uh, negotiations with the Israeli tax authorities. There is no question mark that Israeli sourced income 
Israel has taxation right and rights and and that portion should be taxed. Mm-hmm. The view, and it's also reflected in the current version of the law, is that if you had investments in Israel that were made in, like if you, for example, if you invested in an Israeli tech company before you made Aliyah, right. if, so that would not, prev- in order not to uh, uh, prevent people from coming, um, that would still be exempt from tax in Israel. So right. I think that, I mean, it's a very good point, but I think the, the current version of the law also is trying at least to sort sort this out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So uh, moving on to a slightly different topic, um, people not coming to Israel, but people leaving uh, Israel, um, there is um, some discussion or, or in the proposal around an exit tax. Um, you know, do, do, not, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Um, what, 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 what's, what does the proposal say? Right. So the Israeli exit tax is a, a complicated mechanism, I would say, where if one is breaking residency from Israel, then a day before one, again, and it's a very important point, a day before one leaves the country, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a tax event in Israel. Okay. But the current version of the law provides for the possibility to technically write the check to the Israeli tax authorities upon the sale or upon exercise of the asset. Um, which is very logical because right. if you don't have the cash, you don't to, have the cash, right? Right. You're exactly. a high tech. You're a high tech entrepreneur. You've got a big stake in your company. You leave, but that stake's completely illiquid. You know what are you going to do? Uh, exactly, and it's it's also uh, interesting to mention that uh, when you do sell your company, in your example of that tech entrepreneur, the the the, the tax liability in Israel would not be calculated based on the uh, value at the time that you relocate, but it but would be based on a linear, right. exactly, on a, on right. a linear basis. On a linear basis, okay. On, on, so the, they measure the proportion of time you were in Israel versus the time outside of Israel during the holding period of the asset, and then they give you, you tax on a proportion. Exactly, a very technical and, and dry, so to speak, test. Now, the problem with it is that uh, the Israeli tax authorities have almost not collected anything from uh-huh. the exit uh, I mean, it's, it's great in theory, not so great for the tax office in practice. Terrible in, uh, okay. terrible in practice. Don't ask me why, but for some reason, people are saying Nobody not- pays. <laughs> nobody pays. Nobody, well, no, nobody in Palo Alto has been sending checks to the no. tax authority. Exactly. So when people are out mm-hmm. there, you know, they're just out apparently in, in, in reality. Right. And that's what they're trying to change. So okay. the I think that the main message that uh, should be reflected to our, to our, to our audience is that the post-tax reform for anyone who has uh, who owns assets that are th- in the value of 3 million shekels or more which is nowadays approximately 1 million uh, USD there would be a complicated technical mechanism that would stipulate that you for a certain portion of your assets primarily tradable uh, tradable stocks you would need to pay effectively or to pay an advance payment on the spot and mm-hmm. for other and for other uh, assets either a uh, immovable property that is a uh, like foreign immovable property out of israel mm-hmm. or other assets uh, you would either need to leave a certain advance payment with a with a trustee or to report uh, in some way of a wealth declaration to mm-hmm. the israeli tax authority so it becomes a very very technical and bureaucratic an onerous, yes yeah uh, an onerous uh, uh, situation i know for a fact that for a few of our clients that has actually been that are considering to go out this has been a, sort of like an incentive to leave the country before the legislation right. again not, not not to be part of this 
ongoing, right. never-ending uh, compliance situation. So, so if you're thinking yeah. of making Aliyah, get here quick. And if, sadly, you might be considering making Yerida, get out quick. Um, exactly. Okay. Not that we want to encourage you, people living living as well. We want all, all the good people to stay here. Um, okay. And now to the uh, question that it's probably everybody's uh, focused on, uh, because uh, there is only two things certain in life, and those are death and taxes. Um, right. Is there going to be an inheritance tax in Israel? So that's also a question that we hear uh, quite often. Um, the short answer is no. But there, there is no uh, current expectation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there, there is no current expectation for a, a Israeli inheritance tax. But um, the purpose uh, uh, or, or the intention of the Israeli tax authorities is to cancel a current, uh, I would say, a, a distortion or, or, or inequality uh, situation. I'll try to explain. So, for okay. example, me when I inherited um, a number of shares from my Australian grandmother, then I got a step up in value when the asset arrived into the country. However, okay. however, when an Israeli, uh, when an Israeli tax resident passes away because uh, uh, death, or sorry, because uh, bequeath is not defined as a tax event in Israel, so when an asset is leaving the country, there is no tax uh, event based on where the legislation currently stands. So okay. they are they are not going to cancel. I mean, there would not be inheritance tax uh, uh, per se, okay? But they are in all likelihood going to cancel the step up for assets that are coming into the country. And then that way it would be parallel. You would not get a step up so, in that. So there will be no so tax. In yeah. your example, your grandmother in Australia bought the shares for uh, $10. When she died, they were worth $1,000. You sell them for $1,100, you're not going to be paying tax just on the difference between $1,000 and $1,100. You're going to be paying tax on the difference between $1,100 and the $10 she originally paid for. Yes. In the absence of a step-up, that's that's what's going to happen. That's yes. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, very, very important. Um, so uh, what, what what is the timetable for all this? When, when do you expect, you know, given the state of the process, that this will all take effect? Right. So as you are aware, I mean, uh, currently the government is uh, hectically busy with uh, COVID uh, regulations that uh, I don't think that anyone can actually uh, understand. But uh, the current expectation is that... Uh, well, that's, that's, that makes them only slightly worse than the tax uh, <laughs> regulations. With nobody, Well, you can understand, the rest of us can't. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think that, um, I mean, a realistic expectation would be that uh, the legislation would process, would move forward throughout 2022 and would become effective in during 2023. That's okay. the current realistic expectation. Obviously, it's all agile and fluid, and there is no certainty, but um, that's a realistic expectation at the moment. Okay. So um, people that are uh, interested in taking action now have some time to do so between now and, and really the end of the year, it would seem, based on what yeah. we know right now. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, for those who um, you know who are listening to this podcast and saying, "Okay, so Harrell, so you know, what 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 do I do? Um, what what would be some of the things that you would think people should be at the very least considering or talking to a professional about at this juncture?" Right. So I think that for those who are seriously considering on making Aliyah, twenty twenty two may may actually be not a, a like a good year to make a, to make Aliyah. 
That's yeah, and, and 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 there are some tents that you can live in because you can't find an apartment here for love nor money. But we'll set up a tent for you somewhere in the desert, and it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Yeah, glamping. That's a, you know that's a, the, <laughs> that's a realistic option. Right, exactly. We're going to show up with coffee, uh, you know, a, a, a cappuccino in the morning. I have four, as we call it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably one thing. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, and you know, this is a bit like off off topic, but uh, there are numerous numerous corporate changes. So for those who are uh, you know, very active, very active in business, or soon will be uh, leaving their, uh, will be out of their ten years tax holiday, and they have structures that involve complicated uh, non-Israeli uh, structures. Then those, the changes would also be uh, for sure relevant. So that they should, I would advise them to follow up and and to see where things go because it's it's not only the individual part, of course, although there there is a strong focus on in, on individuals. And um, at a broader level, probably just to stay tuned and uh, and to remember that despite the fact that we are dealing with a very very advanced uh, version of the um, you know of, of a very advanced legislation draft, uh, there might be some still like changes in the Knesset or um, in, in in like by the head of the Israeli tax authorities. Okay. Um, so stay tuned. I mean, I think that's that's probably the. Okay. The takeaway lessons. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and, and of course, always, you know, people should uh, consult with uh, Harel Tau or, or, uh, or their professionals uh, before, uh, before making any, uh, any uh, sudden moves or decisions. Uh, Harel, thank you so, so much. You know, you, you're, it's a, it's a real pleasure. Uh, next time will be your third time on the podcast. And that point we go, we're going to have to have ice cream because that's what they say in Israel. Third time, for some reason, you get an ice cream. Never worked out why. Do you know why? <laughs> I have no idea. No, but I owe you. I owe you an answer. I owe yeah, you an answer. And, and, and I might owe you an ice cream. Okay. Uh, so thanks to Harrell, and uh, also thank you to Sarah Ross, uh, the fantastic Sarah Ross, uh, for helping to put this together. Um, and at our end, uh, thanks to Andrea Herman, who's our producer, to Josh Lesinger, our editor, and to uh, Maya, uh, so Mayor Charlotte, who is the newest member of our podcast team. So thanks to all of you guys and uh, for all your hard work. And uh, look out uh, for more episodes. Uh, coming your way you can uh, listen to this on uh, apple google uh, spotify anywhere you see podcasts and also on youtube and on our website goldrockcap.com thanks everybody thanks harrell thank you very much for inviting me darren have a great it's weekend it's a pleasure you Hello. too have thanks. a great weekend bye-bye